We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Everyone, with obviously with everything going on in the world right now, we thought it would be a little insane to start this podcast without talking about anything, as we have a platform and we have to use it. If you don't want to listen to this, there's a timestamp in the description. You can skip to there, but I would hope everyone would be encouraged to listen. Look, obviously, since it's the Rams podcast, we're talking about an organization that has a history of being progressive and getting involved in issues. This is a team that broke the segregation barrier in the NFL in 1946 when they signed Kenny Washington and Woody Strode. It's a team that has conducted peaceful protests on the field in the past when we had the murder of Michael Brown six years ago. Rams players ran out of the tunnel with their hands up. Uh, so it's this is something that's ingrained in our team and ingrained in our sport. And uh, as, a, as a white dude, I'm obviously not the most qualified person to talk about any of this and I'm going to try and stay in my lane and let people with more qualifications talk about more things than me but I do want to open this and say that I stand with the black community black lives matter that shouldn't be a political statement uh, we don't get political on this podcast for obvious reasons it's it can alienate people but this is more of a human rights issue than it is a political issue to me and I hate that it becomes a political issue because everything's got to be a fucking political issue now. And I, I, the things that I would address as things that I feel okay talking about is don't 
go on social media, please, and spew out any all lives matter type stuff. If that's the agenda you want to say, uh, people like me, I would never go out and say that. It's it's like if you walk into a breast cancer march and start yelling about how all cancer matters. Or if you're a firefighter and you go to put out a burning fire and you decide that every house in the neighborhood matters, so you're going to spray them all equally. It's not the it's not the point. It's it's not helping anybody. It's it's not cause. It's not if you, even if it's something you believe in all like yes we all that's not the point of why people are saying black lives matter it's not it's saying this is a time of crisis and we need to stand with the black community and that's why people are saying that and they that's why we need to stand up for it and just that phrase is so, it doesn't help and it's not accomplishing what you want it to accomplish uh, unless you're trying to alienate people and and spread the wrong rhetoric and things that I would not support uh also, I, I don't think people – you can support your good cops and also be anti-police brutality and say that what happened to George Floyd is murder without you know being afraid to alienate cops. And look, if you're a cop, if you know people in law enforcement, please don't be afraid to speak up about what's so quote-unquote bad apples. This is – people who are doing shit like this shouldn't be cops. They shouldn't be allowed to wear a badge in – in Louisville, a man got shot a couple days ago, and people are saying it it, it might have been cops. Cops are denying it, and we don't know because they had their body cameras off. And if you're gonna have, if you're gonna be a cop and have a body camera on, you should have nothing to hide with that camera. It the whole point of it is to be able to hold people accountable for shady shit and what we don't want to see in America from our police officers. And if you have that off, you shouldn't be a cop. And the the police chief was rightfully fired for this, but it's if if you know people that are bad cops, if you know people that are cops that shouldn't be qualified to be cops, if you're a cop and you're protecting people uh, that shouldn't be a part of the force, I don't think it should be uh, people shouldn't be afraid to speak out about these things because this is part of the problem and we need to root it out. And just to people like me who are not, you know, who. I wake up, I can walk outside and not be afraid to lose my life. And I think for people like me, just listen to people, learn, read, educate yourself as best as you can to understand what people are going to do and to talk about it in a productive way. If you know people that are protesting and you want to know why, ask them, talk to them, have a discourse. Uh, we Obviously, we want peaceful protests and it's okay to condemn people that are looting and being unproductive, burning burning businesses, committing violent crimes, but try and understand how we got to this point. And we've been, there's been peaceful protests for years uh, about this issue. Look at the NFL four years ago. They, people were peacefully protesting, taking a knee, and politicians in the highest offices were standing up and calling these people sons of bitches. And it's just... When you see people protesting, if you don't agree with it, try and have a civil conversation, try and understand where they're coming from, and just learn and educate yourself. And uh, that's that's all I have to say on the topic. Well, uh, so here's here's the thing. Um, I am I'm not a African American. Also, um, I'm uh, Mexican descent, and uh, well. <laughs> I'm not in the same page as as Steve. I'm not on the same page as 
um, any of the African-Americans that are suffering under this situation. I can tell you that I have had similar encounters with um, with the law as well because of how I look, you know, and that's never a good feeling. You know, you should be able to walk outside. You should be able to feel safe and you should be able to trust people, especially wearing a badge. And I think that's where a lot of this anger, you know, stems from. That being said, um, I think what a lot of us need to do is we need to take a step back and we need to really reflect on, you know, just spreading uh, love, appreciation for one another. And simply put, racism is bullshit. You know, it, it is something that shouldn't exist and it does. And that's where a lot of this anger is stemming from. It's something that should have been abolished many, many, many years ago. I mean, to be honest, this never should have existed to begin with, but we should be past this by now, and we're not. That being said, I will say this. If you disagree with something, it's it's okay to have a difference of opinion. That's kind of the beauty of living in this country, is we have a voice. We have um, our opinions, but be respectful. That's all you really have to do. You know, um, you don't have to try and protest somebody else's protest. That's, that's uh, insane that you feel like you have to do that. Um, and, and like I said, if you, if you don't agree with something, that's fine. But at the moment, People are trying to speak out about uh, what's clearly an injustice. So please keep it to yourself if you feel like it's not going to matter if you try and convince somebody else and you're going to try and escalate it to something that it shouldn't be. (laughs) Okay. So one last thing, um, and that's to respect each other love each other. You don't have to, you you don't have to, you know, be somebody's best friend or anything. You don't have to know somebody's life story to know what's right and what's wrong. You know it. I'm pretty sure you were taught it at one point. Just don't be a dick. (laughs) That's all I got. Amen. There's a lot of unproductive conversation going on on social media. And it's like, just some, if, when, when you're going to tweet something, just Make sure you want to tweet it. And credit to our Rams community. I've seen a lot of people being outspoken and not being afraid to alienate people for issues that shouldn't alienate people. Like if you're being alienated by maybe not everything, but a lot of this stuff, if it alienates you, you might need to take a look in the mirror about your stance on things. But uh, I applaud anyone that's speaking out. And I especially I I mentioned my thoughts on, on cops right now and I. It's powerful to see cops walking hand in hand with protesters, taking knees with people, uh, just being out there and being supportive. And that's that's the kind of things we need to to move forward. Uh, And yeah, you know, we we have a platform. People listen to this. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. So it's yeah, we be irresponsible if we didn't say anything. But 
with that being said, I know a lot of people are coming to this podcast to escape from everything happening, and we're going to play the intro, and we're going to talk about the Rams. Welcome to Butting Heads. Uh, you know who we are. Uh, Johnny, when you texted me to ask if we want to do the podcast, it's you know it's just been so crazy. Like I, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And then you sent me like six topics, and I was like, oh, yeah, like there are things to talk about. Uh, the NFL season is is moving and happening, uh, we think at least. Yeah, absolutely. There's – uh, if we, if we can, um, if we can actually stay healthy as a society, I think, um, there will be an NFL season. So that's a, that's a positive. Um, if there's going to be any differences in terms of how we view it, that's another question for another day. But, uh, Steve, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> Preseason schedules out, uh, new NFL rules. The Rams got some cap space. We got a whole mess of things. It's crazy, too. Like, there's a good chance that we're getting all four major sports playing at the same time in September, which is it's just crazy. Like, I never, never thought we'd be at this point. Oh, well, I mean, I, I think at the same time, too, I think everybody just, just needs it to kind of happen. You know, it sounds kind of silly to, um, to think that we may need you know, something like a sport or professional sport, but it it kind of builds up the morale. I think we kind of saw that in the NFL draft where it wasn't, it was kind of awful in a way, but the fact that it was one of the most watched things in a long time, I think there was a statistic where it may have been one of the most viewed NFL drafts ever. um, That shows a lot. That that shows that we need this to happen. If we're all sitting there watching the NFL draft, and not even just like the first round, there was a big ratings for even you know the the third day of the draft. So, you know, I'll, I'll power to bringing all sports back. Why not? Yeah, man, it's it'll be interesting. There's there's a lot of hurdles that all the leagues need to get over, uh, and I, I hope they all get there. We, Lord knows, we all need it. We all we all need something to. To bring us together like this, man. Um, before we get into the topics, we're 13 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts away from giving out a Rams customized jersey. You get the new jersey, you get the old jersey. If you haven't given us a five-star review yet, leave, leave one. Be entered to win a jersey. Uh, it's free, guys. You're already listening to the podcast. If you haven't given, a, given us a, a review yet, go out, give us one. You'll be entered to win a jersey. All right, I guess we'll start with Todd Gurley, man. June 1st, Todd Gurley was designated as a post-June 1st cut. So on June 1st, that was yesterday, the day we're recording, he is officially no longer a member of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, He will be missed, at least by me. 
Uh, but we freed up $5.5 million in cap space uh, as a result of this move for this year. We, I imagine a lot of that is going to need to go into signing rookies, right? I mean, do you think there's any anything that they could do or anyone they would target with this money? It, <laughs> I, I would think that they couldn't because, yeah, they do need to sign the rookies, and I imagine they'd need at least four million of that. I, I would think, yeah, about because I, I don't recall the the total amount that we spent for rookies last year, but yeah, I I know it was somewhere around like that four uh, four to five million dollar mark. So it's needed to sign the rookies. I think even if you signed, you know, someone at the minimum, uh, I think there would be issues and actually i don't know how that um do you know if the rams actually paid todd Gurley and and clay matthews or not um i don't know if the money went through but i mean they're they're gonna get their money there there's no way they wouldn't the the nflpa would have a fucking fit if there was anything that actually was out there leading to believe that they wouldn't get paid uh i couldn't believe clay matthews like like made a filed a claim or something like that i don't remember the full story but i don't know if they, i i also don't like are we gonna get get like a notification on the wire transfer you know like i i i don't think todd Gurley would tweet about it especially right now i can't imagine he'd just be like got my 20 got my millions of dollars from the rams today like i just i can't yeah see that would that. be <laughs> that would be interesting to, uh, to 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 see that kind of tweet in this kind of situation, or Clay Matthews for that matter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything from from Todd Gurley either. You know, I, if I recall correctly, he said that if he didn't get paid by June first, that he would he would be you know saying things again. Things have changed dramatically since then. So that could be a factor, but overall, I I don't know if uh, if the Rams have paid them or not. So that that's kind of an interesting thing too. Uh, do they have enough to sign the rookies plus pay Gurley and and Matthews? Uh, yeah, uh, I I don't know if that factors into the salary cap at all or 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 how where this comes out of in terms of funding. But it's interesting because 5.5 million sounds like a lot, and it is. But in the grand scheme of things of the NFL, it's basically chump change. Yeah, uh, the the money they're paying Gurley and Clay wouldn't affect the the cap space. But obviously, we have to pay some rookies, and we're still going to be limited. Some guy Cam Cam De Silva, my pal at Ramswire, wrote and. Eh, a list of 11 guys the Rams could target. Uh, he mentions guard Larry Wolf, Larry Warford, cornerback Logan Ryan, quarterback Cam Newton, guard Mike Pearson, center Justin Britt, off, outside linebacker Jabal Sheard, inside linebacker Nigel Bradham, outside linebacker Charles Suggs, inside linebacker Wesley Woodyard, inside linebacker Darren Lee, and safety Eric Reed, who he mentioned could fill the the hybrid Mark Barron, Marky Christian type role. Uh, obviously, I think to me, 
if we like if we could go out and get Eric Reed or any of the inside linebackers and any how anyone that could help me at linebacker uh, if if we have any sliver of cap space that's who I'm targeting or um if we have a couple bucks bring Blake Bortles back you know we we're in an interesting spot at quarterback I'm not thrilled with the guys we have on the roster even though I kind of like some of the undrafted free agent quarterbacks we got but shit man if we have any extra cap space I think if you can get like Bortles back for two three million dollars I think you do it it's it's a good that's a good position to have filled to tell you the truth if if we could sign anybody I would love Warford uh I I I know that we we kind of have the offensive line set for the most part if you can call it that but um I like Warford a lot um I highly doubt the Rams could actually afford him but it's kind of a nice thought. I, I would love Eric Reed to come to the Rams. I, I think that would be an awesome investment. Don't think they could afford him. I, I think a more likelier option would be a Blake Bortles, considering he's still floating out there somewhere. But um, I, I don't think the Rams could afford Cam Newton. I, I think he's going to want more than a million or two for a season. It's just... And if I were him too, I, I wouldn't want to sign for that little either, you know. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think it's possible. It's it's with these guys, with in particular guys like Reed, Cam Newton, Terrell Suggs. Uh, it's like you might as well wait a couple weeks and see see how everything plays out. You know, Cam Newton could. I would assume go sign with a team for two million bucks if he wanted to right now. I think a lot of teams would be happy to have him, but maybe he maybe he wants to ride it out and see if there's an injury in the preseason. Someone's going to need a quarterback. I mean, shit, dude. Jay Cutler was on his fucking couch and got paid eleven million dollars one year to come play for the Dolphins. Like, <laughs> like my, shit happens and players event like. If you're if you're free, if you don't have to make a trade to get some of these guys, you're out there. You you might get a better payday and a better opportunity than what's available currently. I feel like Jay Cutler has become a meme <laughs> like in past years. He's just it, it it's funny because he was so highly touted and a lot of expectations and just never really met them. But I, he did get paid. <laughs> I'm a fan, Jay Cutler, man. I always thought he was a little underrated. Uh, obviously, plenty of flaws to that guy, but I thought he was a pretty decent quarterback for most of his career. I mean, he's the best quarterback the Bears have had in the last, like, 50 years. Like, think <laughs> about that. Name a better quarterback. I know everyone listening is like, that's not true. Name a better quarterback. I know you're going to name, like, yeah, K. McMahon, right? Yeah, but, like, was he? He just won a Super Bowl. I guess, like, by default you could give him that, but not like that guy was out here, like, balling out every game. No, he really wasn't. Um, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. He's not better than Jay Cutler. Oh, gosh. Rob Johnson, I felt like, was a better prospect than – Brad Johnson. Oh, I said Rob, didn't I? Yeah. 
Brad Johnson. <laughs> Brad Johnson, I felt like was better prospect elsewhere, not necessarily with the with the Bears. Actually, I felt like he did the worst with the Bears. Now that I think about it. Did he play for the Bears? I was more I was more throwing him out because he won a Super Bowl and wasn't good. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Oh, no, no. Huh? Brad Johnson won with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I feel like he was playing with the NFC North. Was it Minnesota? The Vikings? Minnesota, yep. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got that confused. Um, fans, if there are any Bears fans actually listening. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. He, he was okay, but I, I think it was a little better than thought. But you think about it, like, this dude was retired and a commentator and happy to do it. And the Dolphins call him and give him 10 mil. Like, I can't, I don't think Cam's getting 10 mil from anybody. But if somebody goes down, nope. I mean, he's going to get a decent contract if they want him to be their starter. Same with Bortles. Uh, did, is anyone else out there, like, starter caliber? Because I know Dalton got scooped up. I feel like Cam's really the last one. Um, Winston got snatched up by the Saints, right? right? Yeah, Winston for the cheap. Yeah. So it's like if if maybe like if you're Bortles and the Rams are like, we'll give you two and a half million dollars. Uh, you could sit there and wait for somebody to get injured and see if there's an opportunity to get more money. But you know, realistically, if you're if you're a team, are you gonna sign Blake Bortles over Cam Newton? I no. mean, yeah, you must really think that he has nothing left in the tank if you're going to go that route. Uh, but <laughs> it's not even a knock on Bortles. I, I, I like Bortles, but, you know, it's fucking Cam Newton. Anyways, other news we got. Uh, Jalen Ramsey said he'll report to camp with or without a contract extension. He's not worried. Uh, I think Nick deals. There's, there's been talk of a deal. He's probably, he's, Look when you see when you see the contract extension get whenever he signs it if he does your eyes are going to get wide but uh, it's an expensive position he's probably worth it but it's encouraging to hear that he's going to report to camp without a contract extension if he has to it he said that last year when we acquired him I think that was a point of contention in the negotiations they wanted to assure that they'd have him for two years because of what they're giving up at least hopefully we have him for a long time but. Good, good to hear. It's he's committed to it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if he wanted to be a total douche, he could have been like, uh, "Well, no, you haven't paid me, so never mind. Um, I changed my mind," and he would have been well within his rights to do so. Um, but it's it's good to know that he is a man of his word, and um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna stay in Los Angeles. The the Rams do have to pay him, and he's gonna command a pretty hefty contract the um i kind of wish that the rams got a deal done like i understand that there was a lot of reasons why they couldn't do it mainly because having no cap just absolutely sucks but um the longer they wait obviously the the more money it's gonna cost the rams because they just paid byron jones yeah let that sink in. And and I, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I'd rather have Jalen Ramsey. So, yeah, Ramsey going to get paid, whether it be with the Rams or another team. 
Um, I think a lot of people are going to be upset with the amount that they give him, but I'd rather them pay him than, you know, give up as much as the Rams did and get ultimately nothing out of it. And and I it's important to remember too, whenever we see his money, almost every NFL contract is fake. Every single contract when the numbers come out, the players almost never make all that money, uh, unless it's a quarterback. Todd Gurley signed a four-year, $60 million contract extension. He never played on it. He only made like uh, like $20 million of it, I think, uh, which is still a lot of money. But like, I, the, I don't know. It's just the NFL sour cap blows my mind. But, yeah, he's going to get a big payday. Uh, he, he might set the market a little bit. So the longer you wait, if, if more cornerbacks get signed, he might demand more money than that because everybody wants to be the highest-paid player at their position when they sign when you're at the level of Jalen Ramsey, and rightfully so, get your bag while you can. I've always said that. These guys don't have that long of careers. I don't blame anyone for holding out for money unless it's like a guy who has four years left in his contract and wants like a slight raise. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't really agree with Aaron Donald holding out the first time because he had a lot of money left in his deal. I definitely agree with him the second time, and clearly he was worth every penny of what he got. Yeah, that that's one contract uh, extension that I don't think anyone can really argue, um, especially in hindsight now. <laughs> he's, he's easily one of the best players of this generation, not even one of the best players in the NFL today. So that's someone you want to pay. And he's, um, he's one of the best defensive tackles if, ever. I don't think that's already. I don't think that's a silly thing to say. He's it's one of not. the best interior it, defensive it, tackles it, to ever play. No no doubt about that. I, I don't think anyone can argue that. And uh, I'm hoping that we can, um, you know, we certainly can't say that about like Jalen Ramsey being like one of the best cornerbacks no. uh, ever, but he he's, he's definitely one of the better cornerbacks in the league. And I think that I like how the Rams are approaching Jalen Ramsey is kind of using him to his strengths, you know, um, using him in different situations with hints of using him at safety at times. I think that's cool because I, I think the Rams have kind of set themselves up in a situation where they can kind of rotate players on um, certain positions just because of their skill set. And I think a lot of that, you know, has become even more evident uh, due to the draft. So, I'm really excited to see uh, see what this team has in store. I'm excited to see what uh, Brandon Staley has in store for the rest of the defense. And hopefully Jalen Ramsey continues to excel because uh, he definitely could be worth that investment. It's just what we get out of him and how and if we can actually sign him or not. Yeah, you would hope he gets a lot. We get a lot of it. And look, another another thing is if you don't sign him and he doesn't like playing on a Brandon Staley. He, he probably walks for free. I mean, you could franchise him, but that's a guy like Jalen Ramsey doesn't, he doesn't have to show up. He could, he could do what Le'Veon Bell did and sit out a year and somebody's still going to pay him uh, if he were to go that route. So I, I, I think I'd be more comfortable if we do extend him before the season, but 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I don't expect it to be like a, he's going to hate playing for Brandon Staley type thing. I think it, it seems like he's saying all the right things about what his new role is going to be. And look, I, I've never described Jalen Ramsey as the guy who says all the right things. I don't think anyone would have ever described him as that. So the fact that he is, I think, is an important thing. Uh, next on the docket, yeah, hmm. you want to talk about these new NFL rules or you want to talk about the preseason schedule? Ooh, I'm more excited about the uh, the preseason schedule, so let's save that last. All right. Uh, new NFL rules that have passed. Uh, this this happened a couple days ago. Uh, replay review that they've added a couple things into the automatic replay review rule. Uh, these are all the things that automatically reviewed things that happen in the two minute period, uh, in and over time automatically come from the booth scoring plays, uh, successful or unsuccessful extra points or two point conversions. And when, so when on field officials rule, uh, on an interception, a fumble or a backward pass, uh, recovered by an opponent or that goes out of bounds, uh, or through the opponent's end zone, uh, a, a kick was touched by the receiving team, recovered by the kicking team, or a disqualification. So, and to sum it up, basically, when a lot of the, like when we played the Saints last year and Cam Jordan took a fumble to the house and they couldn't review it, all the all plays like that where if they call a fumble or backwards pass on the field, it automatically gets reviewed to make sure that they got the call right. So that's definitely a good rule. That's a waste of a challenge, and I'm glad that's getting automatically reviewed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think this is a, a step in the right direction, and I, I hope that you know there they'll be continues to have little tweaks here and there. I, I think we've seen that the NFL has been good, um, somewhat good about looking at um, ways to kind of improve play call, uh, you know, uh, penalties and um make the game a little bit better and more fair in that regard uh there are some things that we're not going to always agree on uh such as how to properly hit a any player for that matter but i think you know things little things like this will help get the game back to where it should be yeah i uh, i i'm all for automatic replay when it seems warranted to me. I, I personally, I my there's automatic replay in the NFL. It exists, so I'm for adding anything to it. But to like in all sports, my stance has kind of been the refs call it on the field. You get three challenges. You can use them at any point during the game on anything. I think in any sport, you should be able to review anything you want. But you have a certain amount of challenges. And uh, in the NFL, automatic replay makes more sense on a lot of things. Uh, but like in basketball, baseball, fuck, even like soccer, hockey, give give the coaches a challenge flag and let them just review whatever and don't review anything else. Uh, I don't think I don't know if that's my stance for football, but it's definitely my stance for basketball and baseball. Know what I mean? Like in baseball, I feel like reviewing. Balls and strikes is a contentious thing, and it should never be an automatic review because it's insane. But 
give the coaches a challenge flag, and if they want to review one strike that maybe cost them the game, let them do it. Why not? Yeah, I think if it comes down to where you you can re- automatically review like any little thing, it, you're never going to finish a football game because a lot of a lot of things happen a little too fast, and you know referees are human; they do make mistakes, some more than others. But um, I, I I think overall uh, it, it's it's something that we should definitely, you know, the league should definitely look into more uh, in terms of making some things a little more automatic and using the the, the challenge flag more for just about anything. Just keep in mind to the coaching staff that you only get two or a third one if the two, you know, work. Yeah, I... I think because of the amount of automatic reviews, I'm fine with them only getting two and then a third if it worked. If there was less automatic reviews, I think you'd just give them three because, like, yeah, like you said, people make mistakes. Players make mistakes. Refs make mistakes. But, no, it's, it's gotten better in recent years, but refs have been in the past, you know, held less accountable on certain things. And... As we know from the replacement ref era, that's a hard fucking job. I don't know, like, at that level, at that high of play, it is really hard to get a lot of shit right. Uh, it's it's just, it's a tough job, and they, they, I don't, I truly don't think they get enough credit, but uh, we need to, we need to enforce, like, overturn their mistakes whenever we can, because it does affect the game. Uh, other, other changes in the rules, they... They made some tweaks to um, hitting a defensive player and defensive player protections, which I don't really think makes for much interesting podcast topics. And they changed the rule. They got to call it the Vrabel or Belichick rule. Uh, it prevents teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball fouls while the clock is running, uh, which obviously was made famous by Belichick doing that against the Titans and then Vrabel eliminating Belichick from the playoffs in Tom Brady's last Patriots game. Love that I could say that uh, as a result of using his method that he used against him. So that that rule should not exist, and I'm glad we got rid of it. But I'm also glad we got the moment that prompted it with Mike Vrabel. Uh, anyways, Johnny, preseason. Here's the schedule. The first game at SoFi Stadium. August 14th. We'll see if there's fans there. Coming against the New Orleans Saints uh, are marching into town. Uh, second game, we have a away game. First game on the road in the preseason at the Chargers. So we're not going anywhere. Third game is home against Denver on August 29th. Chargers are on August 22nd. And then last game, uh, September 3rd at Oakland. So a very favorable preseason schedule for the Rams. We spent three weeks in L.A. Three, uh, because obviously at the Chargers we're playing in the same place, uh, and that hopefully that'll end up more as a home game for the Rams. But <laughs> I am so stoked that we're playing the Saints in our first preseason game, and I hope we play the starters sixty minutes that game. It's kind of interesting when you think about it. In, in all four preseason games, you're you're not 
well, the first three are not leaving Los Angeles. Oh, my God. I wrote Oakland. <laughs> we did, We were just – I was just talking about, like, you're going to Oakland. You're going to Vegas. So, yeah, continue. I get your point. But I was like, Oakland's a little far. And then I was like, nope, no, it isn't. We're not going Actually, there. Actually, Vegas closer. <laughs> Interesting because it's in another state, but it's not far from Los Angeles. Uh, but, yeah, um, it'll be interesting because the Rams are obviously playing in a very nice new SoFi Stadium. I don't know if you've seen uh, some of the more current pictures, but the stadium looks fucking stunning. And I can't wait to actually see it when it's fully complete and we finally have everything ready. Um, and from the looks of it, it doesn't seem too far away. And then I can't wait to see going to the new stadium in Las Vegas where it looks like a Roomba. <laughs> no. No, seriously, take a look I at know. it. It looks like a giant Roomba. I I I you got to think like think about uh the the kicker battle we're having. We got three guys on the rosters. Two of them might never play in the NFL again after this. Uh, I'm rooting for all three of them. I hope they all have long and successful careers. But, like, guys like that, like, bubble guys, you're going to spend your whole preseason playing in the nicest stadiums in the NFL. Literally brand new stadiums for four weeks. That's so nice. That's true. That's that's something to think about. Unless they want to travel, in which case they're not traveling very far, are they? Yeah, but you you get to live in L.A. for a couple weeks. Uh, you get to go to Vegas. I mean, that's a fun city. I, I, I've never been, but I imagine it's fun. <laughs> uh, I like, I it, like it to used go. To it's not that fun anymore. <laughs> Just spoken like an old man, Johnny. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm becoming Derek. I'm Derek Downer now. Uh, um. I mean, this is it's a pretty fun preseason schedule. I like that we get the Raiders, and I like that we get the Chargers. I would imagine that we're going to get both of those teams in the preseason for quite some time, uh, at the Chargers at least. I, I bet we play them every preseason. Uh, and we've been playing the Raiders a lot since we moved to L.A., right? Well, they are, they are and will always be, you know, the Rams' rivals, despite not being in the same division. Um, but yeah, that, that'll always be a rivalry between the Rams and the Raiders. I feel like that's, that's more of a fan rivalry than a player rivalry though. Cause I For don't sure. think, I don't think the players really give a shit when they play the Raiders and vice versa. Nah, not really. It player rivalries. You're, you're right. It's not so much, but, uh, but then I guess you could say the same thing about the chargers too, right? Yeah. Well, I think that'll, that'll develop into something because, they they literally share a stadium. It'll be like Jets Giants. Uh, it'll be more of a pride thing. But the I don't I don't think the Raiders are at at that point because that's I feel like that's more fans because Raiders owned the town for a long time and to some still do. Uh, whereas the Chargers were literally fighting for the stadium and fighting for fans and every uh, I don't know it's I don't know I'm also. I also don't play in the NFL, so I don't really know what these players think, you know? 
Don't, Steve? <laughs> no, I'm just like. Yeah, I thought you were talking. To, I was talking to an NFL player the whole time. <laughs> my my presumptive guess. It's I I feel like in the NFL, it's hard for non divisional rivalries uh, to really stick, except for when there's personnel competing against each other that have that have bad blood. You know, like. Uh, in the NBA, there was a couple years where the Clippers and Warriors hated each other, and now like that game, that game is meaningless uh, from a rivalry perspective. But obviously, the the Seahawks and the Forty ers are always going to be bitter rivals for the Rams, and those games are always going to be hyped up because you see them twice a year. And the Cardinals, but I feel like it's not as as strong between us uh, and from the Cardinal, like not just from the Rams, from the Cardinals too. But then, like, right now, I'd say the Saints are – I guess it's funny with the Saints, too, because they used to be a big rival, too, back in the day. Uh, and they've kind of sprouted back up as probably, I'd say, our biggest non-divisional rival. Yeah, you could certainly make an argument that they're still somewhat of a rival after the dreaded uh, NFC Championship game. <laughs> the delightful but, NFC Championship game. Uh, depends how you talk about it. It, to be honest, a couple of years ago, it was just kind of a huge headache for me. But um, <laughs> it was great for the Rams because they ended up advancing to the Super Bowl, which uh, is always fun. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but that's another story. Um, the uh, The Saints, though, I think it, it'll still be a very fun game, even though it's a preseason game. So, And plus, it's another chance to... Um, say that the Rams or the refs, you know, gave the Rams to the game because I, I even get still some people saying that the Rams um, stole another victory over the Saints last season when uh, they took the fumble away. And I, I'm not going to lie that that was something that should have been called or at least ruled in that favor. But was it the determining factor? No, it wasn't. They lost the game. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, last year's game was a. It's like, I I'm not for blaming. Like I we we've, we've talked about at length our thoughts on that NFC Championship, and there's a lot of reasons why that they lost the game, and that's one of them. But at the same time, like from a Saints perspective. If they call, if they call that accurately, the game's the game's probably over. Uh, in in the game last year, they could have scored on that play, and we still would have won. Uh, it was a pretty dominating performance. Uh, I I you give them those seven points, I think we still won the game fairly easily. Uh, but <laughs> get over the preseason, we can't get enough of uh, of who that who that the Saints. Um, you think you think we have fan? I guess this is a more important question. You think? Sean McVay hasn't played the starters in the preseason in two years. And last year, I'd say that blew up in his face big time with the offensive line because, uh, you know, we just assume that Brian Allen and Joseph Noble were going to get it done. And clearly they didn't on top of a whole a bunch of other factors with the rest of those guys. But I, you have to imagine, like, I don't know if Jared Goff will play, but I think we see a lot more starters this year than last year. I think you almost have to. Now, there's certain guys that I can definitely see that he wouldn't, you know, start. You know, guys like uh, Andrew Whitworth, I think, will certainly sit. 
because we know he's going to be the starter. But pretty much everyone else on the offensive line, I feel like you'd have to at least take a look at them. Maybe not the first game or even the second game, but the third and fourth game for sure, you'd have to take at least uh, a couple of um, uh, a series or two just to kind of know who who's uh, who's going to be the starter because I don't think there's really a clear cut starter for any other position other than left tackle. I would like to say that Austin Blythe is going to be the starting center just because I don't know anyone else that can seriously challenge him for the starting role I, except for maybe Brian Allen. I think he's but, a, a lot to start somewhere on the offensive line. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I'm hoping at center because I don't want to see Brian Allen as the starter again. Agreed. But hey, you know, you never know. Maybe he, uh, maybe Brian Allen steps up and surprises us all. But that's a very fairy tale ending kind of thing, I would say. Yeah, I, 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 I think. I, I don't except for maybe the last game, I think you have to play David Edwards, Austin Corbett, Bobby Evans, that whole group of guys, Joe Nopum. Those guys have to play and fight for these jobs all, all preseason, I think. Um Havenstein, I, I think I think you'll see a little bit less of, even though I don't think he should be handed his job, but the fact that he's on the roster I feel like basically means he's gonna start and Blythe I think is gonna start too, but I think all those guys got to play, and I wouldn't even mind seeing Whitworth play a couple series one game uh, just to gel with who they think is going to be the starting offensive line group. Uh, and really, I think like I, I think the only guys I would say that shouldn't play are, I guess, uh, depend, if you're, it depends if you want to play Goff for a couple of series or not. But if Goff's not going to play, I don't think you need to play Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. I don't think you need to play Tyler Higbee. I don't think, and then everyone else on offense, I think, should play. All the running backs should play. Uh, And on defense, outside of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, Michael Brockers, uh, everyone should probably play. Maybe not John Johnson, but I think he could use the tune-up because he he didn't play last year uh, that much. But, I mean, Taylor Rapp should play a little bit. The, the new signings should should get their legs in with the new defense. And that's like a point, too. We're, we're in a new system, so maybe everyone should play a little bit. I don't know. Um, last season, I felt strongly that a lot of guys shouldn't play at all. But this year, yeah, like if Todd Gurley was still on the roster, I would say that. But I don't know, man. It's It didn't work last year. I feel like you've got to play most of these guys. Uh, I, I think they're, it, it's okay to, to play some of these guys. Not for, you know, certain lengths of time, like maybe uh, a series or two. And I I think that's something that was kind of the norm up until recently that um, at least in like the last two games, like the third game, everyone pretty much plays a series. And then the fourth game, there's like a quarter. And I, I think it should go back to that because there's no there's no better preparation like in-game action and you can do scrimmages all you want but it'll never be the same as you know going up against live competition that's hungry to make a a name for themselves 
So, um, I, I think ultimately you should, and I think there will be some more starters that you see this year than last year, but I, I do think there are going to be quite a few that, that aren't going to be on the field. Uh, mainly guys like, uh, Whitworth Goff. I would be extremely shocked to see these guys on the, on the field at all in the preseason. Yeah. Don Donald and Brockers probably won't play much if at all. Uh, and no, I mentioned Donald. <laughs> Donald I definitely not. I mentioned Jalen Ramsey too, but like if he doesn't have a contract extension, there's absolutely no fucking shot they play him any preseason minutes, right? Like, nope. You have to nope. ha- like if he's showing up to 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 camp without a without a new deal, like you can't you can't you can't make that guy play in the preseason. That's just because if he gets hurt, man, like that is that is a horrible look. Like you can't let that happen. Uh, but it'll be interesting. You think you think any fans will be there? I mean, I don't know. I I'd like to be there. Like I, I the funny thing is, I I would never think I would ever want to be at a preseason game. But these are preseason games I'd love to be at. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I would be entirely shocked because of the uh, the strict uh, quarantine situation in Los Angeles right now. Um, I, I'd be or in California, not even just Los Angeles. Uh, in California in general, I'd be extremely shocked if there is um, for the entire season. Really, I, I, I'd be extremely shocked to see fans. Yeah, um, I don't know. I it's it's weird. It's it's still too early. I I feel like to make any any prediction on this. I would say if if they're planning on trying to have fans at games in the regular season in LA, I bet. You know they have three games in a row here to practice. I bet they would they would test out like small groups of fans going into games, testing out how they get social distance, testing out you know how the tailgate's going to work, how the parking's going to work, how the bathrooms are going to work, how getting in and leaving the games are going to work. There's so many variables. So if I'm with you, I, I I think it's unlikely that there's fans for a bit, but it is too early to tell still. I mean, I don't think we'll really have a idea of this until late July of, you know, if we if we think fans will be able to go to these games. Uh, the good news for the NFL is, well, actually, we have a roof, right? So it's not really even outdoors. You know, that's kind of the interesting thing. I'm not really sure if that's really a roof or not. I, I think it's kind of like a makeshift roof, but uh, I'd have to take a really good look at it again. Uh, that, that's a very good question. I'd have to take a, a really good look at it because it kind of seems like a roof, but it kind of doesn't. I, guys, I promise we will know the answer to that question by the time the season starts. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 too early to tell, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be uh, certainly an interesting couple of months, and with the way 2020 has gone, probably another miserable two months before sports come back uh, but hopefully hopefully things get better i don't know uh you got any other things you want to hit before we wrap up uh just stay safe out there everyone you know um if you're out if you're out and about just remember that the covid19 situation is still around 
So to just take all the precautions you possibly can and um, just be safe in general. It's it's a tough time out there, and hope you all are safe uh, as well as you, Steve. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, talk to people, wear a mask, keep your distance, uh, protest peacefully if you're going that route. And uh, yeah, man, that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, we, well, there's going to be more ramp stuff to talk about, and we're not going to go anywhere. We're here for you guys. Uh, Blank, thanks for staying with us, and we'll talk to you next week. I don't really think I'm an idiot most of the time. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.